to this week's episode of The Exercise Engineer. This week we are going to be talking about how fat loss actually works, the science behind it, how different diets work, and actually understanding which is the best diet for fat loss. I think I want to start by saying I think I've tried nearly every diet under the sun. And for those of you probably listening, you might be on the same page as that. Um, I really, really am interested in all of these and I'll discuss some of mine as well, but I would love if you commented and let me know which is the, which diet you tried, which was the most ridiculous, uh, which was the hardest and which, uh, which was probably the most, I don't think any of them were enjoyable either, let's be honest, but which you found was just the most bizarre. Like one of them I, oh God, I, I, I could discuss this all day. One that sticks in my mind though was chicken and tomatoes. I think for a whole day, all I was allowed to eat was chicken and tomatoes. So I think I ate a whole chicken, like legit sat down and ate a whole chicken and then just snacked on tomatoes all day. How ridiculous does that sound? Like, obviously this is before I did my qualification. Don't worry guys, you are in safe hands now. But good God, the loo back in, oh, when was it? Probably 10 years ago was, oh, obsessed with these diets. Like there are absolutely ridiculous ones. Like I did the 5-2 diet as well, which I know some people actually still do. Um, didn't work for me. For those of you who don't know, you reduce your calories to 500 calories for two days of the week. Um, that I found severe, like that was hard. That was one of the hardest ones, I think, because 500 calories, I'm pretty sure a snack the, these, like these days for me is about 500 calories. So that was really difficult. Um, I tried intermittent fasting. That was mainly, and that actually worked for a little bit while I had COVID because I would eat, I, work, I woke up starving, would eat until about one, two o'clock and then just cut, cut myself off. So I was literally, or vice versa, you starve yourself until 1 p.m. and then eat an abundance of food or you do it the other way around, you just eat an abundance of food and then stop. So. I definitely know it works for some people, uh, especially if you don't really eat breakfast. But for me, I, I, and I think I would be absolutely fine if I didn't do a morning workout. So I do my workout first thing in the morning and then walk to work and then I would have my breakfast at work. So about eight o'clock I eat breakfast. I don't think I could go to 11, 11 a.m. without eating because I've already done a workout and probably about 10,000 steps by the time it gets to lunchtime. So that isn't feasible for me, but I have considered cutting off slightly earlier. But then again, it just depends what sort of training schedule I'm in at that moment in time. When I was doing marathon training, when I'm doing turf games training, which is like CrossFit, I've been doing two sessions a week, uh, two sessions a day. So obviously when I get in from that second session, I am ravenous. So again, it doesn't, it doesn't really fit into my world, but I know a lot of people do enjoy that one as well. And then there's all of it, like they're cutting out the carbs. So which let's go through. These are all the ones that are springing to mind now. So we've got keto, we've got paleo, which is, so keto is high fat diet, 
like very like cut out all carbs. Paleo is mainly the diet which our hunter gatherer former selves would have stuck to. So very like things that you can either hunt or gather, pretty much raw foods. Um, low sugar, low fat. We've got intermittent fasting, all the various different ones. Some people fast for a whole week. Don't know how they do that. That's not even a thing in my nowhere. I'd struggle to fast for a, one day. Well, I struggle to fast until lunchtime, never mind <laughs> a whole week. Then you've got various things like Slimming World, Weight Watchers, all that. You've got your 5-2 diet. I could literally go on and on. There are so, so many out there. I'm pretty sure one of them had grapefruit in it and apple cider vinegar and I remember down in these stupid drinks thinking yeah my body's gonna just burn all this it's just totally ridiculous so what I wanted to cover out of all of those is how they actually work and how they actually work is through a calorie deficit ketosis is slightly different but works in the same way because it's science so Yes, they all create a calorie deficit. So the keto diet, you are cutting out all your carbs, pretty much. Um, yes, you do go into a form of ketosis, and that means your body burns fat as energy instead of carbs. But if you throw wood on a fire, it's going to burn the wood. If you throw a coal on a fire, it's going to burn the coal. Like... If you don't fuel your body with carbs, it doesn't have any carbs to use as fuel. So obviously it's going to use the fat as fuel. Like that is, it's not, it doesn't, it's not some magical thing. It's whatever you fuel your body with, your body will use as energy. That is the basic of that. The paleo diet, I could actually get relatively on board with this because that cuts out a lot of processed foods, things with trans fats in them, um, all the stuff that we've introduced probably in the last century, which probably aren't that good for us and have definitely led to further research. But again, I do, obviously I still eat stuff like that, but eat chocolate nearly every day. Um, but again, everything in moderation. We will get back to that soon low sugar, low fat, intermittent fasting we covered at the start. And then Slimming World and Weight Watchers. I am not, I should, maybe I shouldn't have actually said their names. I don't know how it works. Um, if I'm going to get banned from saying it, I don't think I will. But it's, it's things like that that make you weigh yourself in front of everyone. I can't get fully on board with that either. Um, but again, it works in the same way. So Yes, you get your sins, or you, I don't. I don't fully know how it works, but you get. You're allowed to eat unlimited things, unlimited fruits and vegetables, I believe, and then for chocolate bars like a sin, and you're only allowed like five sins a day, or something like that. The concept is great because it helps you eat in like an eighty twenty mindset, which I do promote quite a lot of the time. So 80% of the time, fueling your body with highly nutritious foods, foods that are going to make you feel good as well. And then 20% of the time, having those treats that and allowing yourself to have those treats and not feeling guilty for them. So it's, it's all about planning it into the diet as well. So I can get on board with having sins, but the fact it's called a sin, I really don't like because it's put in a bad 
almost just like a bad smell. It's attached. It's not. You, you're going to feel guilty if you have a sin. Like, why? Why call it a sin? It's when people call it a guilty pleasure. It's like, no, we shouldn't feel guilty for having it. If you want to eat the chocolate bar, eat the chocolate bar and enjoy it and then move on and get on with your life. Like you're allowed to eat these foods just in moderation. That is the way forward. That is the way for a sustainable lifestyle. I know easier said than done. I know you're like, yeah, Louise, it's easy for you to say. Blah, blah, You don't just smash through a pack of biscuits. Yes. Yes, I could. And I have, and I probably will again at some point. But that's all fine if over the average of the week, over the average of the month, over the average of your year, if you if you do that every day, it will add up. If I do it once every month or ever so, like whatever, it's not going to make that much of a difference. So it's all about averaging it out over the year. Where are you getting to over the year? Right, I've, I've gone off on a tangent there, but we are going to go back and we are recapping the calorie deficit because that is the most crucial part of fat loss. All of these diets we have mentioned earlier in the pod, they all work off a calorie deficit. No matter what anyone tells you, it's science. That is how calories work. That is how energy balance works. And there are other things involved with it, but that is the basic. That is the basic form. So the basic form of energy is calories. And that is how our body, we feed the body with food, calories in, and then we expend calories, calories out. That is the energy balance equation. And that is the law of thermodynamics, which sounds really scary, but all that means is energy balance. Calories in equals calories out. That is literally it. And the way we calculate how many calories our body is expending throughout the day is through our BMR. So that is our basal metabolic rate. And that is dependent on our sex, our height, weight, uh, age. That comes into it quite a lot as well. And then we multiply that by a given number, depending on how active you are as well. And that combines, so our BMR, multiplied by how active we are equals our TDEE, which has our total daily energy expenditure. And that is our calories out. That's the calories out part of the equation. How many calories our body is burning throughout the day. Calories in is developed from this number. If depending on if you want to be in a calorie deficit or maintenance calories or a calorie surplus. If you want to start building muscle or putting on weight, you need to be in a calorie surplus. But for now, we're talking about fat loss. We're going to aim for a calorie deficit. So if my, I'm just going to use my numbers, for example, if our BMR, my BMR is 1,400. These are also known as coma calories. Well, that's why I call them anyway. Um, apologies if that is insensitive, but that literally means you are in like that. Those are the calories that your body would burn if you were in a coma, which is literally no movement, no food, nothing at all. But that is what your body needs energy wise to stay alive, but do nothing. So that is your BMR. So that's usually about 1,400, sometimes less, depending on, again, 
age, height, weight, sex, those sorts of things. And it's all, it's all calculated in a little calculator. You can use my calorie calculator, which is on my website. It's also on my Instagram page. That's probably easiest way to find it at the exercise engineer. And you can click on that link and it will give you your BMR and your TDEE. It actually gives you your TDEE, which is your total daily energy expenditure. So that is your calories out. I know I just said that. But, okay, so where did I get to? So that is your BMR. And then what you need to do is the cal- the calculator will ask you how active you are. Now, depending on how many workouts a week you do and how many steps you do will determine whether you are sedentary, lightly active, very active, or just like extreme active. I think I would put myself in the extreme category. Uh, for those of you who follow me, you might understand why. Um, but if you do have an office job and you struggle to get 10,000 steps a day and you do less than two workouts a week, I would class that as sedentary. Lightly active, you are maybe hitting your 10,000 calories, uh, 10,000 steps a day. Again, a couple of workouts. Very active, you're hitting four or five workouts a week and easily your 10,000 steps a day, if not more. And then very active, 20,000 plus steps a day, seven workouts a week, if not more. <laughs> The calculator will give you your TDEE, which is your calories out. To create a calorie deficit, we need to minus a few hundred calories from that. So usually about 10% or you can aim for, just to make it simpler, anywhere from 200 to 500 calories minus from that. So for example, if my BMR is 1,400, the activities that I do brings me up to 2,300, that is my TDEE, and I want to put myself into a calorie deficit, I might minus 300 calories from that. So that would take me just over a week, maybe a week and a half to lose a pound of fat. That means my calories in target is 2,000 calories a day. Are you with me so far? The reason why we aim for about 500 calorie deficit per day is just because one pound of fat is equivalent to about 3,500 calories and over seven days, that's 500 calories a day. So if you put yourself into a 500 calorie deficit every day for a week, you would lose one pound of fat. And I know that seems very minimal, very, very minimal because on all these other ridiculous diets that we discussed earlier, you lose up to like seven pounds a week and it's like, wow, yeah. And it's like, no, no, it's not because you are mainly losing water weight, likely are you losing a bit of muscle in there as well, and some fat, but it won't be a full pound of fat, but very unlikely, unless you're in quite a severe calorie deficit. So yeah, it's definitely not, it definitely would not be like five pounds of fat. Sorry to piss on your bonfire, but there's no way you would lose seven pounds of fat unless you had that much to lose and you were in a calorie deficit of 3,500 times seven. Like, think about that. That would be 3,500 calories per day deficit. So under what you are burning. So you would have to be burning 5,000 calories a day to eat 1,500 and be in a 3,500 calorie deficit. I realize I've just gone such a tangent there with numbers and if you are so lost, I am so sorry. But that is how the calorie deficit works, okay? 
you create a deficit. So I know a lot of people would think, right, I just need to, I just need to eat less. But there's two sides of the equation, remember. So you've got your calories in and your calories out. So what I would recommend to create the deficit, you have your calories in versus calories out. If you want to create a deficit, you can either reduce what you're eating, i.e. minus 500 from that daily target to create the deficit, or you can increase your activity levels to about an equivalent of 500 calories per day. Or, and what I would recommend, is you do a little bit of both. That's why I only minused 300 from my example earlier when I said, if my activity takes me up to 2,300 and I want to put myself in a calorie deficit, I would minus it to 2,000, but then I would also increase my activity by a few thousand as well. No, a few hundred. So that would be maybe getting an extra 5,000 steps in a day or doing that extra workout, putting the extra ab burner at the end, getting a few extra steps, cleaning the house more, taking the dog for a walk, getting off the tube quicker. These are all really, really good ways that build and add to that calorie deficit because these are neat. I'm going to do a full pod on this as well. So lots more to come on the neat, but that just stands for non exercise activity thermogenesis. So that's just all the energy that we use throughout the day that's not included in our planned exercise. Super, super important if you want to lose fat and help create that deficit without you reducing your food intake too much. So I would always recommend slightly increasing your movement and reducing slightly what you're eating and tracking it. Um, something that would really, really help with this as well is your protein intake and high fiber foods. Uh, these go deeper into your tract so you will stay fuller for longer. This means like your hunger hormones aren't physically released until a lot later on because you've still got food in your tract. I know that sounds a bit weird, but that's pretty much how it works. That is the science behind it. So. High, high protein foods, especially if you are increasing your workouts, your muscles will be tearing, so you need to repair them so they can build. And another super top tip, and I've said this so many times before, if you follow me on Instagram, you'll be fed up of me saying this, but the more muscle you've got on your body, the more calories your body will burn sitting down. So it's super, super important for those of you who just want to lose fat as well, because a few people come to me, ask me to help them lose weight and I tell them, I give them like a resistance program or like my workouts are up mainly all resistance training at home. They are fantastic and I you can, I'm going to do a full episode on this as well, but you can get strong from home as well. Like ignore anyone that says, nah, you need a gym to get strong from home. Nowhere. I, I don't back that at all. I've got, I've got like 95% of all my strength from home workouts over the last two years. So 100% it can be done and you can transport, transform your body just from home workouts. If fat loss is your goal, you still want to be resistance training and don't think, oh, I don't want to get bulky or anything like that. You won't. You don't physically have enough. Sorry, I'm, I'm just talking to the females of the world at the moment, but you don't physically have enough testosterone in your body to look bulky. Like, I've been training a lot and I, I understand I can look bulkier in a lot of my videos 
on Instagram, but and in the workouts. But I can still wear a dress and look pretty and it's okay. And you can too. You can. You really, really can. You can do both. But yeah, I would definitely recommend reducing your calorie intake slightly, increasing your calorie expenditure, and then you get the best of both worlds. Another thing I would like to say is eat smarter, not less. So a lot of people think when you need to lose weight, you need to move more and eat less. I say move more, eat smarter. Eat smarter. So again, going back to high protein foods, high fiber foods, and high volume foods. So these are foods that can fill your plate. You can eat so much of them for minimal calories. So I'm talking about crap loads of vegetables. Like fill your plate so you have a full plate of food for like 500 calories. I always put protein and veggies on there first. And if I think it needs something else, then I'll add on maybe a bit of extra fat, maybe some more starchy carbs that sort of thing. But always make sure you've got your protein on the plate and as many vegetables as you can. I always try and eat the rainbow. More colours on the plate, the better. The more colours means more nutrients as well. So that's going to help with general health and repairing your body and all the other great immune system links that all the different nutrients bring. A lot of diets work for about a week, if that. How do people manage to sustain it long term? And the way that that is, is everything in moderation. And I know you're probably thinking, oh, but Lou, I, I am so all or nothing. Me too. I am too. And I used to be a lot worse and it's definitely getting better, but I am very much all or nothing as well. I am either I'm, I'm so in the zone or I'm just not. And I understand. And I, that is a very common human trait. So don't think you're alone with that at all. It is so, so common. Remembering that consistency is key and imperfect action is so, so important. We spoke about this in the last pod, but it's it's not a quick fix. The, the quicker you get your head around that it's not just a quick fix and it's actually a, it's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle and a mindset change that you need to be working on instead of just thinking, right, I've got four weeks to lose weight for blah, 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 holiday, wedding, event, whatever, and then you just totally lose it again the other side. It would be so much easier if you could just maintain a weight that you were happy with and you felt confident in every single day. And obviously, easier said than done, but consistency is key for this. Um, successful, oh, when did I, I read it in a book, I think, or it's in a podcast. I can't remember. But it, it reiterated the fact that successful people are successful because they're good at being bored, which doesn't really sell the membership at all. I'm not saying <laughs> my workouts are boring, but getting up and doing a workout every single morning might seem boring because you've got to do it over and over and over again. If you want to get the best at something, you've got to practice it more than the average person. If you want extra, like different results, if you want extraordinary results, you've got to put in extraordinary action. So you've got to put in the action that most people aren't willing to do. If you want to achieve results that most people won't achieve, you've got to put in the work that means only you will do it if the average Joe won't do it. 
So it is like if it was easy, I, I do say this a lot, but if it was easy, everyone would do it. Everyone would have bikini banging bodies and muscles and like carved by the gods. Everyone would look like that if it was easy, but it's not. And I don't want to sell my coaching and my membership to you as it's easy. It's definitely not easy. It's simple. It's very, very simple. And I want, that's the bit I'm trying to get through is a calorie deficit is very simple. That is it. That is, that's the fat loss section. All the other bits around it are just sort of add-ons. The main bulk of it, and that is the non-negotiable bit really, is that calorie deficit. All the other stuff will aid towards that. So your strength training will aid the calorie deficit. Your NEAT will aid the calorie deficit. Protein, aiding the calorie deficit by keeping you fuller for longer. All of those other things will help the calorie deficit. But what you need to remember is the calorie deficit is king or fat loss. And that is how all, di all of the diets work. It's just companies have to paint them up to look nice, brand them differently, and then sell it as a new diet. When in matter of fact, it's just them selling you a calorie deficit. And that's the simple bit. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm saying it's simple. But if you stick to this, if you want me as a coach, I would recommend getting a coach or a buddy or someone to help you stick to this. Get a plan, get strength training straight away, up your protein, calculate all your protein, calculate your calories. These are all things you can do today to get you that one step closer to actioning and actually becoming part of your goal, like become your goal. See it. Believe that you can do it and you are halfway there. Like, trust me, that is the, like, I 100% back that as well. I think believing that you can actually do it is, makes it so much easier to be able to do it as well, because then you're not fighting against yourself. The minute you tell yourself, oh, I can't do it. It failed last time, so why, why would it work this time? Because this time it's different. This time you've got a plan. This time you've got the knowledge. You know exactly what you need to do. This time, if you want to join the membership, you have a coach, you have a community, you have someone to rely on. You have someone to ask questions when you're stuck. You have people to fall back on. If you can't do the workout that day and you, you really can't motivate yourself to do it, you see someone else in the group post in, you think, oh, go on then. Go on. I can do it. You, you get through it that bit more. And it's the consistency that will get you those sustainable results. It's not smashing it for four days and then having three days off. It is smashing it 50 weeks of the year. Maybe I would rather you did three workouts a week for 50 weeks instead of six workouts a week for three weeks and then giving up because it's too much. Don't take on too much too soon at the beginning because it can feel overwhelming. What I want you to do is ease yourself into it, pick up a few workouts, see how that feels for the month, and then start to up it. Oh, can maybe I can get off a, a, a tube earlier, a tube stop earlier and walk an extra 10 minutes that day. Maybe I always take the stairs. Maybe I do an extra workout this week. Oh, I might start running because you will start to build confidence with your body as you start to trust it, that it will get you to your goals. It is simple. It's not easy, but it is simple. And it can become easier if you have the right guidance. 
So I'm just trying to help there, guys. If you do need a coach, if you want a community, that is what we're here for. There are so many other fantastic coaches out there as well. I'm not saying you have to choose mine. If you don't like home workouts, I am not the coach for you because I, I do mainly home workouts and it's worked for me, it's worked for all my clients so far. But if you want to go physically go to a gym, that's absolutely fine. We can find you a coach that can help you do that. Or I can, well, sometimes I do write gym plans as well, depending on if you choose one-to-one. -one. Obviously, that's more of my time. It's, it does cost more as well. It's more accountability. But if you did want to choose gym workouts over the home workouts, I could accommodate to that as well. But again, it's not my fault here. Home workouts is where it's at. I'm not going to try and sell home workouts to you all now because... I don't think I need to. I think uh, my Instagram says it all. I'm just obsessed. I love them. I still want to know what your most hilarious diet attempts are. And I'm not laughing at you because they failed. I'm laughing at the diet itself that it actually got away with being called a diet and that we all fell for it because I was exactly in the same boat as you there, guys. I'm not laughing at you at all. I'm laughing at all of us. I'm laughing with us all, like some of the ridiculous diets. They actually are hilarious and I'd love to hear more about them. I'd love to hear if anyone beats my chicken and tomatoes one. Literally a whole chicken and six giant tomatoes throughout the day. Seriously. Like what? What was I thinking? I mean, I love chicken, but no. Anyway, if you enjoyed this podcast and you think anyone will benefit from it, please forward it to them. And if you want to know more about coaching, it's all in the links on my Instagram at the exercise engineer or in the show notes of this pod. Okay, guys, I'm going to love you and leave you there. Bye-bye.